0: This is an MVP podcast. My Village Productions. Have you? Ah! you
1: got to stop looking at yourself. She's
0: cute though. I've been recording this. Time.
1: <laughs> I know. I figured lot, I thought, at some point this will be the intro I into I the thing.
0: legit thought that I had stopped recording. Okay. No. No we're not that
1: professional <laughs> you ain't got no script <laughs>
0: welcome to sipping tea a show where we explore the random thoughts that pop up at the most inconvenient times
1: hello um, i'm your host andy it's me and i'm your host Mita. Smoke weed every day. Hey, so we're keeping it going it's a uh, women's history month yep. still because it's march yep 2021
0: Another one.
1: An- another.
0: I need. One. I need. An, I need that button on here. It's
1: a classic, but I also think you need less buttons.
0: So probably. <laughs>
1: I think we're okay.
0: The last episode was a real nightmare. It was
1: a lot of buttons, mm-hmm. but it's okay. We're we're learning. We're all learning but together. last
0: episode, I mean, one of the episodes that we did for Black History Month, yeah, was a real nightmare because I kept. I think yeah. that was right after we had gotten the soundboard So like,
1: I like how you're saying we.
0: I used it a lot. Yeah,
1: we don't have the buttons. You do. I'll relinquish control.
0: Never. Every now, and I'll
1: and then. just hit it with a hammer if it gets too much. You don't have to worry. About I'll that. um. I'll <laughs> let you have control of it for Gay Pride Month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the that's the that's what the heteros get during Gay Pride Month? Yeah. I get to push the buttons.
0: Yeah. I don't know. You do it three sixty five, so might as well do it during push. <laughs> <laughs> push the gay person buttons. Ah! you heteros do a lot
1: hell hath no fury like a gay man who's mildly inconvenient mildly
0: <laughs> oh my gosh so what is what what are we doing today who well, right, are we right now yeah I, play a game. I, didn't, I didn't forget per se i just thought we had a segue for that and we didn't
1: no we don't that's yeah that's fine that's fine we're going whatever
0: we're going um i went first last week so you go first you, this okay. week. <clears throat> i think if not, you just go first. It doesn't
1: matter. We'll we'll get it together. <laughs> um, so I found another one that I like, but I, I'll stick with the original.
0: Okay. Do you feel
1: older or younger than your age?
0: I feel younger than my age. Okay. Um Just turned 30. Oh,
1: that's right. Back You're in officially February. officially in the
0: threes. Good God. Um. <laughs> mentally, I think I'm still at like 26, 27. Really? Yeah.
1: Like you froze at the start of the pandemic and Truly. just didn't get faster. Truly.
0: But I... I think that's good. I think that you like I should keep I want to like I want to feel young, right? Like it should be like a mindset to feel young. You shouldn't like base it off of your age. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah, we're very opposite people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But also like I will take a nap during the day. Thank you so much. That has nothing to do with
1: age. That's just smart. That's just common sense. Everybody should be taking more. nap. That's called self-preservation. It really is. I'll tell you what I've been doing for 2021. This has nothing to do with the question. I've been keeping a sleep schedule and drinking water. That's a lot. It sounds like a lot, but I gotta tell you, going to bed at the same time every night and waking up at the same day every life day. Life changing, right? Really fucking life changing. Like, I've never been more of an adult.
0: Good for you, friend. <laughs> I'm feeling
1: really good about it. Highly recommended. Everybody go to bed on time. Like, just go to bed. You're not missing anything. Go to, go to bed. Go to bed.
0: Do what Dan and Shay say and say, you know, I probably should go to bed. Should probably go to bed. That's actually a fun song. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You feel young? Yeah. You are young? Yeah. Be young
0: be young the night is still young as <laughs> nicholas menagerie once said
1: menagerie
0: uh okay for you uh-oh would you rather spend time floating alone in space or floating alone at sea huh. <laughs> weird right it's it, such a yeah. weird question
1: i mean okay
0: because no, nobody nobody in this room has ever experienced <laughs> space so we don't know what that's like
1: uh yeah i don't know i mean okay so we're a suit okay this is where my brain. This is where okay. it's bad being type A. <laughs> this is where it's bad being. <laughs> How a, did you get there? A literal person, yeah. Because okay, so if you picture the ocean, you can be floating on the ocean alone on like a raft. Uh huh. Um, and then you got like sharks and whales and squid and fish and danger. But then it's like the assumption is to get to space that I have a spaceship that I'm not just like floating in the ether because then I'd be dead, right? Yeah. So then I'm gonna go with the spaceship because, bitch, I'm in space. Okay. and also no sharks i think i just truly i need the world to know that the ocean is dangerous and we shouldn't be in it <laughs> it's tried to take you several <laughs> times
0: i have some video of that actually it's yeah
1: it not only does it try to take me because i'm a I'm, uh, big cancer energy but also um what 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 was that it was um what does that show planet earth yes like planet earth one which was like 2012 or something and they did the deep sea one and they did the um vampire squid and i was like no Stop no boring. thank you hard pass i'll never be down there yeah that thing was terrifying
0: um so me being a pisces and everything <laughs> you would think that i would love the ocean i do not <laughs> uh, um my very first time ever meeting the ocean becoming jo- joining hands i was bit by a, a, a sand crab on my foot before you even got to the water. before i even got to the water (laughs) and it hurt like a motherfucker see
1: that's crazy okay so you got bit the first time you went to the ocean Uh the first time i went to the ocean no issues getting in the water but Uh then i was standing in the shallow i was like 10 10 11 Uh i was standing in the shallow part um like the shallow area of the beach and i looked down and a jellyfish was just floating up from like the muck but it was like oh god inches from my leg okay and then the fastest I ever ran. Yeah. yeah, So like the ocean tries to take me, but I don't think it wants to hurt me. Mm. The ocean tries to hurt you. Yeah. It
0: hurt me. Mm. So I I don't, we'll just go to space. And then it took my flip flop. My very (laughs) expensive, my very expensive (laughs) leather flip flop. (laughs) Very rude. (laughs) I was very upset.
1: You're still, you are haunted about that lost flip flop. The way that I feel about the emerald green Ivy park sweatshirt
0: girl. It was, I'll never let it go. It It was earth shattering.
1: (laughs) That's how I feel about not getting that sweatshirt.
0: (laughs) America, if you don't know anything about me, you can take this away. I love my shoes. Yes. Yeah. I love shoes in general. Bit of a shoe whore. They comfort me. (laughs) They bring me mad joy. We're going to Marie. Like people are like Marie. Marie Marie Yeah. Do that to your house. I'm like, well, you ain't touching my shoes. Because you you know know what? They do spark joy. I get rid of the old ones that like. the ones
1: that you don't wear anymore because
0: yeah. i I am not the kind of like shoe person that is going to buy a nice pair of shoes and just leave them on a shelf and never right. wear them right. I buy shoes because I like the way they look and I want to wear them
1: right, yeah, no, that makes sense that's so, what I do. I buy shoes to wear them and I wear
0: them until like the sole is falling off of the look, shoe when
1: i when I get a good pair of chucks and I broke them in it 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 literally has to fall off of my foot.
0: I am very sad that um my favorite pair of shoes. It's the black with the studs. Oh yeah. Um, those are I need to throw those away. They are. I wore them so much. The heel yeah. is like worn down to the wood part. <laughs> like,
1: but that's good. Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah, yeah. what I don't like are people who are like, Oh, I, I love shoes or I love hats or I love whatever, but then they never wear them. Yeah. And it's like, what are you spending the money for? Truly. I'd rather just, just put that money in a savings account. Cause that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're buying something and not utilizing it yeah. in any way. I don't know. I'd rather you wear the shoes down to the wood. Yeah, yeah. Than to waste your money.
0: I mean, i've I've spent a couple hundred dollars on Ivy Park, and what am I doing? <laughs> I am recording a podcast in my Ivy Park. I'm and in I'm my living life,
1: full raspberry Barney fantasy. I've never owned an Ivy Park sweatshirt. I get it. Welcome to the club, friends. I will be investing. Yeah, from here on out, yeah. but only in the bright colors. I don't yeah. need you don't need gray and black. Yeah, no. If I'm gonna pay ninety five dollars for a sweatshirt. I'm coming in hot with like neon yellow, green, yeah. pink, orange, purple. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. Oh, man, what a treat. I can't wait for the next one.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, man. What a, what a great segue to talk about, um, you know, important women in, in history than um, the segue that is Beyonce. So let's, uh, yeah.
1: let's,
0: let's get it cracking with who you got for us, friend.
1: So this week for Women's History Month, mm-hmm. I will be discussing Beyonce Knowles. <laughs> i was like no she's not no she won't no she's not <laughs> don't don't make me a liar because
0: like three episodes ago i said we won't be talking about beyonce
1: well you segued with it so i was like yeah we'll just talk about beyonce oh, she's great okay so i'm actually talking about sylvia riviera sylvia riviera there you go so silver sylvia riviera okay was an alphabet mafia advocate
0: love the alphabet Mafia. gotta
1: love the alphabet mafia um, and an activist who identified as a drag queen. Okay. Um, and this was in 1960s, 1970s mm-hmm. New York that she kind of that they kind of made a name for themselves. Yeah. Um, so Sylvia was a proud Latina of Puerto Rican and Venezuelan descent. Okay. I believe one parent was Puerto Rican and the other parent was Venezuelan. Okay. And I'm only bringing that up because it'll help later. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so a lot of people know about Marsha P. Johnson. Yes. Uh, in terms of like Stonewall and-
0: The first person to throw- a stone anything
1: or whatever yeah Yeah. at stonewall she was the first one to like fight the police and stuff um sylvia was actually close friends with marsha okay now sylvia wasn't at stonewall because she was too young i believe at that time or they i'm gonna say they sylvia was i believe a teenager so they weren't at stonewall uh when it happened but she was close friends with marsha p johnson and um at 18 at 18 years old sylvia and marsha uh started the street transvestite action revolutionaries group Mm -hmm. otherwise known as star okay um and essentially it just it was a it was a it was an alphabet mafia like a group that offered services to homeless um and queer youth okay pretty much that was her main focus and so that was for sylvia as well that was her main focus was not just focusing on the alphabet mafia and the needs of alphabet mafia people i love mm-hmm. saying alphabet mafia um but that's also so better than LGBTQ. <laughs> so, too many letters too many too many but they really did focus on um essentially like poor homeless at risk primarily teenagers primarily youth like living on the street who are also members of the alphabet mafia yeah that's what they focused on so um, and then they also fought for the Sexual Orientation Non-Discrimination Act in New York, which is called Sonda. OK. And Sonda important because um, at, in 1973, at a Sonda rally that they were hosting, okay. Miss um, Sylvia <laughs> got up on the main stage and she gave herself a little speech where essentially she called out all of the hetero or cisgendered men okay and how they were essentially preying on the trans community and then they were like preying on and abusing like the trans kids and stuff like that so at essentially a rally for the alphabet mafia she gets on stage to call out members of the alphabet mafia who were assholes to certain member subsets of the alphabet Mafia. and this was 1973 this was before all the huge transgender conversations we've been having Mm. over the past like five or six years well and that that to me
0: is so amazing this happened back then because i feel like that has been a constant theme throughout yeah. the the struggles of the alphabet mafia right is that the t and the lgbt has always i feel like taken the back seat the, to yes. the lesbians and the gays and, yep. and everybody else and so and it's really cool in, in 2021 that we are seeing the very first um you know, uh female to male transgender drag queen on RuPaul's drag race, right? Being able to actually come in and perf- and perform and compete with, you know, your quote unquote normal drag queens or your your standard, yeah, your drag, standard queens. drag queens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not normal. I hate that word. I yeah. hate using the word normal. Um your standard drag queens. But this was back in
1: what in what w- what year was this? 1973. Amazing. And like and the reason she did it was exactly as you said. It's because At this time in the Alphabet Mafia community, the T part of LGBT Mm -hmm. was completely just, a, like you said, a back burner thing. And um, that's because the the Alphabet Mafia groups and organizations that were forming in a lot of the major cities, they were mostly white, middle class, gay people. So it was like, you know, wealthy lesbian couples and wealthy gay couples. That was pretty much it. Nobody cared about the black kids. Nobody cared about the Latino kids. Nobody cared about the street kids. Mm. And so that's what she advocated for. Um, so much so that in 1990, Sylvia was, uh, banned from New- the New York Gay and Lesbian Community Center. That's rude. Because, uh, she aggressively demanded that the center, quote, take care of poor and homeless queer youth. She's just saying, they're just saying what we need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: That's why we have resources like the Rainbow Alley and like things like that. Right. In present day, though. Right. Guaranteed it's, it's to help the youth in the alphabet Mafia.
1: Right, right, yeah. There's more. There's more outreach now, but yeah. this this was back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s when it was like just beginning. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's why I'm saying like her, like what she did in her advocacy probably is why we have more resources available right. today than we did in the past.
1: Right, absolutely. Um. So one of one of the quotes that I have from Sylvia uh, is quote One of our main goals now is to destroy the human rights campaign because oh. I'm tired of sitting on the back of the bumper. It's not even the back of the bus anymore. It's the back of the bumper. The bitch on the wheels is back. And so as early as the 1990s, Sylvia was basically calling out the HRC for doing the exact same thing. Okay. So it's very interesting how um, it's like, it's exactly the same, but it's not. Every day is exactly the same, but it's not. It's getting better, but it's not better enough. Is that the word I'm looking for? Anyway. So because Sylvia was mostly concerned with excessive poverty and discrimination um, faced by people of color in the Alphabet Mafia community, um she fought against all of the major organizations in new york the entire time which i think is part of the reason uh sylvia doesn't get as much recognition as marsha p johnson because i think not necessarily that they weren't both huge advocates but i i feel like sylvia maybe because she was younger i'm not sure but she they just raged a little longer it was
0: (laughs) i imagine it probably had something to do with her age and then also probably i mean who who steers the conversation about the lgbt community right or the alphabet mafia community these days it's it is the human rights campaign it is so like when you have somebody that's advocating against Against them they probably don't want to bring her up very much because
1: you're pushing the wrong buttons speaking your truth (laughs) (laughs) holding you to the flame (laughs) um so just to go over sylvia's early life because obviously that the way you're raised or your childhood is going to directly affect how you become an adult so yeah uh sylvia had like a gender fluid identity okay um and often referred to referred to themselves as a half sister okay which is a common term i've heard that like i think in some indigenous groups they would do like the two-spirit thing so Mm -hmm. it's like a it's just another turn of phrase for that um sylvia wrote an essay titled transvestites your half sisters and half brothers in the revolution okay and in that essay she Uh, define transvestites as homosexual men and women who dress in clothes of the opposite sex okay so not the same terminology that we would use today but Mm -hmm. that's how she that's how they referenced it back then um so i'm going to use sylvia's dead name okay in this part of the segment because sylvia was born as ray riviera okay um and so i'm going to use ray because this store this section will explain how ray became sylvia okay so i'm not using their dead name to misgender them i'm just telling the story yeah i gotta like protect myself all right so <laughs> sylvia's birth name was ray um and ray ray, ray, ray blah, blah, blah. sylvia's birth name was ray <laughs> and ray riviera riviera was born on july 1951 okay she makes her a little cancer baby that's fun we're always out here fighting the man um ray was abandoned by their father as a baby and then became an orphan when uh their mother committed suicide by the time they were three years old so um then the venezuelan grandma i don't know whose parent that is but the venezuelan grandma took little baby ray in okay uh but there were some issues because little baby ray um was acting effeminate that's how they worded it and little baby ray uh liked wearing makeup okay so like grandma literally abandoned him and kicked him out on the streets when he was 10 years old oh wow 10 year old kid abandoned by the entire orphaned by the parents abandoned by the grandparents thrust out of the streets of new york okay 1961 so 1960s new york 10 year old kid on the streets like really roxy andrewing the situation not good right yeah um so of course in order to survive like a lot of uh members of the trans or non-gender forming community ray ended up going into sex work at 10 years old okay. because you got to make money so you can get food. Yeah, fortunately, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, Ray was brought in by a drag community okay. in New York. Like they saw this little baby boy who was acting very effeminate, obviously has a little makeup on, so obviously the drag community was like one of us. <laughs> so they brought him in, they basically adopted him, yeah, and then that's how they that drag community or that drag family is actually how Sylvia came to be. They gave okay. her her name. so sad, but yeah. good. So I just want to wrap it up with a quote okay. from Sylvia that I love, and it just uh, Sylvia is just talking about their life and and things that have happened and how they think about themselves, and I think okay. this is a really important quote because I hear a lot of people who are members of the Alphabet Mafia, a lot of people are talking about like labels, okay, and um, whether they like them or not. So I like I like Sylvia's take on it. Clear my throat. <coughs> <laughs> I left home at age ten in 1961. I hustled on 42nd Street. The early 60s was not a good time for drag queens, effeminate boys, or boys that wore makeup like we did. Back then, we were beat up by the police, by everybody. I didn't really come out as a drag queen until the late 60s when drag queens were arrested. I remember, I remember the first time I got arrested. I wasn't even in full drag. I was walking down the street and the cops just snatched me. People now want to call me a lesbian because I'm with Julia and I say, no, I'm just me. I'm not a lesbian. I'm tired of being labeled. I don't even like the label transgender. I'm tired of living with labels. I just want to be who I am. I am Sylvia Rivera. Ray Rivera left home at the age of ten to become Sylvia, and that's who I am. Very cool. Sylvia's is just Sylvia. Yeah. Yeah. So even though I know right. I fucked up the pronouns, Sylvia Rivera. No, I. I think it's. <laughs> um, I think it's
0: important to note. Um, I don't think that you messed up the pronouns, especially because I feel like. And this may be me being ignorant, but I feel like the conversation about pronouns mm-hmm. was not prevalent during the late 60s,
1: early 70s. Like Sylvia said, I'm just Sylvia. Yeah. Tired of labels. Yeah. And they definitely weren't having as in-depth of a pronouns conversation as we are now having these days. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. But yeah, Sylvia Rivera, badass, alphabet mafia, historical advocate.
0: I love it. I love it. I love the fact that you chose the the Alphabet Mafia <laughs> representation, and I'm just over here about to spit truth about an old white lady from England.
1: <laughs> At the end of the day, it's Women's History Month, so <laughs> all women are making
0: history. Absolutely. So for y'all this week, mm-hmm. I have Jane Goodall. Yay! I love her so much. We, we- saw
1: her speak live. When was that?
0: oh gosh that was back like 2018
1: 18 17? yeah she was up at she was up at CU Boulder
0: yeah
1: um and uh Miss Jane gave a, a lovely speech about just her life and yeah all of the
0: <sighs> I have never great. been brought to the edge of my seat mm. by a public speaker like a public speaker before right I heard her speak like she was the first person that I was just like hanging on to every single word right. that she said
1: i would say the closest after jane goodall probably would have been um michelle obama truly but yeah yeah great great public speaker incredible life incredible stories i was very emotional when we saw michelle obama you're always emotional i cried a little bit
0: (laughs) oh my gosh anyway jane goodall yes so she was born um valerie jane morris goodall on april 3rd and uh 1934 in london england okay just over the age of 1 uh Jane's father gave her a toy chimpanzee to commemorate the birth of a baby chimpanzee at the London Zoo. Oh, that's cute. Um to me like reading her story I think this is probably what sparked her interest in
1: in chimpanzees. Like literally having a stuffedy from the zoo yeah, that's she super cute. Carried with,
0: she carried it with her everywhere. Like Aww. it was to the point where like strangers were like isn't your daughter terrified of that terrifying stuffed animal and they're like no she loves it.
1: No, that was her uh <laughs> Like a chimpanzee security blanket. Yeah. That's cute. That's very cute.
0: <laughs> so uh, at the age of five, the highly inquisitive Jane,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: she snuck out to find exactly where eggs came from.
1: Hey, man. <laughs> Somebody's got to solve these problems.
0: She hid inside of a hen house for hours. Okay. Like she was in there for about, like I think it was like six hours. She was just oh. like hiding in, the, hiding in the hay, like trying to figure out like where the fuck do these eggs yeah. come from. Uh, <laughs> like and meanwhile, like her family is like frantically trying to Find like her? yeah because they're like where's my daughter like they're she's like, just a wall
1: about to put out a missing a missing persons yeah. but she's like in the that makes hey man so you gotta learn
0: Jane uh, Jane then returns home and her mom instead of scolding her saw how like saw how much joy she had about like figuring out where eggs came from her mom just like sat down and like listened to her story about like you know where eggs come from right. And how like she went on this adventure to find it, and her mom. This was um this was a time when women didn't do stuff like that. Like right. it was very much like in a typical household, she would have been groomed to be like the housewife.
1: Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. You would have been the mom. You're yeah. you're groomed to be a mom.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um. So Jane wanted to live in Africa to watch and write about animals. And although once again this was unusual and a highly unlikely career at the time for a right. woman, um, her mom told her. If you really want something and if you work hard, take advantage of any opportunities and never give up. You will somehow find a way. So she did. <laughs> um, amazing. She was first invited to Africa by a friend. And while there, she met famous, anthropo- Whoa. She met <laughs> a famous anthropologist and paleontologist, Dr. Louis S.B. Leakey.
1: I don't like the last name, but okay. I don't <laughs> <not> either. <laughs>
0: um, she impressed Leakey so much with her knowledge of Africa and its wildlife that mm. he hires her as his assistant
1: oh she's just a nerd mm-hmm. <laughs> massive absolutely <fucking> nerd <laughs>
0: absolutely um jane and dr leakey seek out to study chimpanzees in the wild okay british authorities re- like highly resistant of the idea of a british woman living in the wild amongst animals right um but they later agree to it when jane's mother um volunteers to join her daughter okay okay um so July 14th, 1960, Jane and her mother arrive on the shores of Gombe, Gombe? Mm-hmm. Stream Chimpanzee Reserve. Okay. Uh, November 4th, 1961, Jane makes uh, one of her most important discoveries. She observes two chimpanzees, David Greybeard and Goliath. Oh, she named them. Of I course. Love it. You have to. <laughs> I love of it. Of course. David Greybeard. I, what a uh, fun name. Came in
1: <laughs> hot. That's like the best name for a champ. Absolutely. Love it.
0: Um, and Goliath so <laughs> they were making tools to extract termites from their mounds. Oh right they would grab a narrow tree branch and they would strip all the leaves off insert them into the termite mounds and then after a few seconds passed they would pull out the termite stick and pick off the termites with their lips yeah um leaky famously says now we must redefine tool redefine man or mm. accept chimpanzees as humans
1: oh okay i, I remember hearing about this somewhere
0: yeah that um, makes
1: sense.
0: okay how insane is that like well, yeah that it's literally one of those yeah. once in a lifetime discoveries that you will ever and she did it. Like yeah. she was the one who like sat there and she was like what are they doing? Probably she probably sat there for hours just like watching them.
1: She obviously <laughs> has a history of being very
0: patient. Well, and <laughs> absolutely because if you think about it, chimpanzees are very territorial and yes. they are very um shy. Like they they don't take to they see somebody coming and they're like danger and they flee. Smart survival <laughs> instincts.
1: <laughs> very smart. So
0: if you think about it, Jane had to go to Gombe mm-hmm. and she had to essentially establish trust with this animal. Right. Enough for her to sit there for hours just observing what they do. Yeah. Because if they had just seen her, at first when they just saw her, they would just walk away from her.
1: Right. Okay. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. No, you have to yeah, you have to build a rapport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, I bet at that time it probably seemed more rare than it is now now it's like yeah you got to build a rapport with the animal that makes sense well because
0: we didn't really know a lot about them
1: we just learned that we either have to classify them as humans or change the definition of Of man and tool tool. yeah (laughs) that's wild
0: um so that is just one of, like, the many things that she discovered. I wanted to go over some awards and distinctions okay. that she has received throughout her life.
1: Nothing wrong with awards.
0: Um, from 1963 to 64, uh, she received the Franklin Burr Award for Contribution to Science from the National Geographic Society. Nice. Damn right. um, 1985, <laughs> she received the Living Legacy Award from the International Women's League.
1: Damn right. You got to give people their flowers while they're here. So Absolutely. the fact that she got that in 85 is like, hell yeah. Yeah. That's great.
0: Um, in 1989, she received the Anthropo- Anthropologist of the Year Award. Dang. 1995, she received a Lifetime Achievement Award in Defense of Animals. Dang. And in 2004, <laughs> uh, she became... Uh, Dame of the British Empire which is the equivalent of knighthood for women I guess mm -hmm. Okay, and that like literally just scratches the surface because looking at like if you go to her website Mm -hmm. you'll see Mm -hmm. all of the awards that she has she has over 107 awards that she has received over her lifetime I
1: was wondering I was like are there any more awards to give her oh I imagine there's a lot Yeah, (laughs) cause like there's even new organizations that are Mm -hmm. like coming up especially in like uh, in environmental impact and environmental protection. So as those organizations come up, they're going to continue to like create awards yeah. just to give them the jingle, Yeah, all. absolutely. <laughs> and at what point do awards not excite you anymore? I mean, honestly, I feel like uh, anthropologist of the year probably had to be, I mean, once you get that, what are we, what are we talking about?
0: Well, and then there's the, the living legacy award from yeah, the, from the international women's league. Like, come on,
1: I guess, I guess you're at the top. And and
0: you're you're a dame of the British Empire, which is the equivalent of knighthood. So she's I think she's literally dame, dame. Jane, Jane Goodall. Goodall. Yeah, that's, Dame and Jane I is like a weird. Combo. Yeah.
1: Cause when I hear Dame, of course, the first thing you want to say mm-hmm. is Judy dench Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And now that I know she's been knighted, I'm like, that's a badass title. <laughs> now I'm learning. <laughs> no, um, do you know if she has uh has she ever received anything from America? Like the she hasn't gotten like the presidential medal of freedom or anything, has she? She
0: uh not that I saw on okay. the list. I barely very... that
1: that's one she probably deserves. Cause if you're gonna give it to Rush Limbaugh, who's like a literal racist piece of shit, I know he's dead, but he's a literal racist piece of shit, then you could give it to James at all.
0: Yeah. I lost my respect for him when he would, um, go down the list of, you know, people who had aids or dying of aids and he would celebrate that
1: when he called chelsea clinton like an ugly whore and she was like nine (laughs) years old this was like the 90s i was like this man's unwell (laughs) absolutely you're not supposed to speak ill of the dead but like that guy's a piece of shit i don't care what anybody says if he can get a presidential medal of freedom or whatever the Mm -hmm. fuck it is you give jane goodall 10 you give him 10 (laughs) that's wild no she's she's incredible yeah so she's that, an incredible woman
0: that was just a very quick um overview of her her many successes she has multiple books yes. i highly highly recommend them um seeds of hope and through the window Pane. i think or yeah through the, through something the about window, window pain no i think pain both of matter. them are very good <laughs> i highly recommend them if you like reading about history and cool stuff about chimpanzees it's so funny
1: because i just started really getting into like uh like ancient history, but also Mm -hmm. just historical readings. But I'm also, and we will not be book shaming on this podcast. I don't read books. <laughs> I've gotten to the point now where uh, I do audiobooks. Okay, I fucks with audiobooks. No,
0: there's a lot of people who it's easier for them to listen to books yes. than it is to sit down and read.
1: I like reading because I learn. I learn literally how to spell words and stuff like that mm-hmm. by reading them. But in terms of like being an adult with a life, mm-hmm. man, you you throw on an audiobook, yeah. you're out here running errands, you're walking the dog, you're doing yard work. <laughs> but then it's like, yeah, I read six books last week i didn't i listened to six Books last week but like i need to do i need i want to do the audiobook for um seeds of hope yeah. that's the one i want to listen to highly recommend it it's on my wish list oh man well thank you for listening to this episode of sip and tea i'm your host andy and i'm i'm another host on here um you can call me Mita. <laughs> oh my gosh
0: make sure to follow us on social media at sip and T 303 and if you are so inclined you can follow me on Instagram at MVP Andy.
1: And if you're so inclined, you can follow <laughs> me on Instagram at Myco Plants and Black Girl Jeeping.
0: Yes, go check out both of those pages. Myco Plants, amazing plant uh, care. Black Girl Jeeping, just a Black Girl Jeeping. Jeeping.
1: Big girl, big dog, big truck, big world.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Make sure to subscribe <laughs> to our show wherever you listen to podcasts. We are a bi weekly show, and we will catch you in two weeks.
1: Okay, bye. Bye. Adiós.
0: This has been on the podcast, My Village Production.